You're listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. Notes for today's sermon are available by downloading the GFC Florida app. God's word. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. They're a starry host by the breath of his mouth. Can you imagine the power of our God to create billions and millions of stars and galaxies and suns and planets? We serve an almighty God. He's a great God. One more verse before you're seated. For Ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. Come on, folks. He's a big God. He's an almighty God. On every campus, you received a Believe Bigger card. Grab that right now. You have it in your hand. My prayer that by the end of this service, you will believe God is bigger than your situation, than your problem, that nothing is impossible for God. We're gonna discover more about who God is. And I'm telling you, he is an almighty, all-powerful God who created the heavens and the earth, and he cares about you and your situation, amen? God bless you, you may be seated. Man, every campus is good to have all of you with us. But we have a new campus starting. They're having a rehearsal service this weekend. Our eighth campus, Suncoast Grace Family Church at Suncoast and 54. Man, give it up for them. We're excited. Pastor Josh and his team are going to reach more people in that area. And the following weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, will be their first official service. So if you have family and friends that live in that area. What a great place to get started. We strongly encourage that. Who is God? Man, look at the heavens. Look at the stars, the planets. That, that tells us a lot. 
But I'm telling you, in 2024, our theme, our word for Grace Family, and let's just believe that God is a big God. Can we believe that? And if he is big, if he is big, let's quit praying puny prayers. Let's have some big prayers that only God can answer. And I, I just, I, you can tell I'm a little fired up, but here, I, I don't want you, I want you to leave here today knowing we serve a, a mighty big God. In fact, 2024, I know the, the, some of the big things we're praying for. Some of you have heard that we're doing Easter at Raymond James Stadium. Come on. Why, why would we do that? Because he's a big God. And, and all eight campuses are coming together for one service, but you're not coming alone. You're coming with your friends and your family because we're believing for 40,000 people, but more than that, we're praying for 3,000 people to come to Jesus that Easter Sunday. Come on. And the only way it's gonna happen is that you believe bigger for your friends and family. You know, some will never step foot in the church door, but they'll go to the stadium. Get ready. We're excited about that one. God's got big things in store though for your life too. But here's what we know. When we know who God is, his character and his reputation, it changes us. It changes those around us. It changes how we pray in our lives and, and what we pray. And Psalms 9, 10 says it this way. Those who know your name, your character and reputation, those who know your name trust in you. You know the reason we don't trust God sometimes? We don't think he's big enough or powerful enough or personal enough for our situation. Trust, we trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. If we don't know what kind of God God is, we won't trust him. I love Daniel 11, 32. It says, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. God has great exploits for you. Do you know how big and strong your God is? And I, I could take the opposite. If you don't know how big and strong he is, then you'll just be weak and you won't really do anything. God has a plan, a purpose for your life. I tell you, just, you know, the name Almighty is used 75 times in the Old Testament. And it means uh, Almighty, powerful. It means, in the Hebrew, it means El Shaddai. It's the Hebrew name, El Shaddai. That word Almighty means absolute power, infinite power, unlimited, without limit. Uh, it, it means it, the power never runs out. It's just always, I mean, God always has enough power. El Shaddai. Come on, that just sounds good, doesn't it? Turn to someone and say, El Shaddai. See, you just spoke in Hebrew. Okay? Man, I just, there's something about 75 times God describes himself as God Almighty, El Shaddai. How powerful is our God? You've seen some of it, but the scriptures speak about it through creation. And Jeremiah says, no one is like you. Lord, you are great and your name is mighty in power. But God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. Think about it. Psalms, he says this, he determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Are you kidding me? 
You understand there's billions of stars in our universe and God knows everyone by name. You don't think God knows your name? Oh, he's a mighty God. We'll talk about it in a few minutes. He's also a personal God. It says the number of stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord, mighty in power. It's correlating the greatness and the power of God just by looking at creation. Every time you think God is small, go out in your backyard and look up at the heavens. And you'll go, he is a mighty God, El Shaddai. He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord, mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. I love Hebrews 1.3. It says that Jesus was like God and was God. And it says this, he is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of of his nature and he upholds the universe. Think about it. By the word of his power, I can't even, my little finite mind, it's hard to understand, that by the word of his power, he actually sustains the earth, the path of the earth around the sun. The precision of creation is amazing. That we're not too far away from the sun where we freeze, we're not too close where we get fried, the moon is just exactly the right amount so that the gravitational pull doesn't flood the oceans. God's preciseness in creation declares how powerful he is. Come on, folks, just look up at the skies. Man, it's, just, it's amazing to me that, that when we look at Jesus, all the power he put in his son, three things we know about Almighty God that what it means to him and what it should mean to us. He can't be stopped from accomplishing his purposes. Anyone ever freak out about the world we live in right now? We shouldn't be. We shouldn't freak out when this nation and this dictator and this evil force comes up and, oh, what are we gonna do? Listen, God's got the whole world in his hands. That's what he says in Isaiah. The Lord, the God of battle has spoken. Who can change his plans? When his hand moves, no one can stop him. No one can stop our God. Man, I pray that we'd see how big our God is and we wouldn't be so full of anxiety. Listen, we shouldn't be anxious like the world. We know our God. We should live our lives differently. We should see things differently. We should react differently because we know how big our God is. Or do you? How big is your God? Is he that big? Or is he something that can't be contained by human hands? He's a big Almighty God, El Shaddai. Second thing we know, he does what he pleases. God doesn't get permission to do something. How many of you know we need, I get permission many times from my wife. But God doesn't need permission. He does what he pleases. It says in Psalms 115, our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. We heard through Pastor Darrell the sovereignty of God. God has a plan and no one's gonna stop it because he's all powerful. No one can stop his plan. No person, no nation, no policy, no political party is gonna stop what God is gonna do. Folks, that's what we need to hold on to. Listen, our hope needs to be in an almighty God. Daniel 4, 35. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? Now I'm reading a lot of scripture, you know why? Because you wanna know who God is, 
you read about who he is in the word. And I'm reading a bunch of scriptures about the power of God, the almighty power of God. And that's, I'm only giving you a fraction of them. I hope you'll take the Bible app home and read these notes over and over again. The more you read about almighty Shaddai, El Shaddai, your God's gonna get bigger and your prayers are gonna get bigger and you're gonna start thinking differently and living differently when you see how big your God is. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? His power is superior to all others. There's no match, there's no, not even anyone close. It's not like, you know, everyone talks about that God and Satan had to struggle in heaven before God kicked him out of heaven. There was no struggle, God went like this and he was gone. He was dismissed from heaven and cast down to earth. There is no power above the powers of God. In Ephesians 1, it says, now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Listen, there is no match. Every knee, every demon bows its knee at the power in the name of Jesus. And if you know Jesus, they must bow their knee to you too. Some of us, we get harassed by the spiritual battle we're in because we don't know who we are or what we have. I'll talk about that in a moment. But his, his power is superior to all others. And yet we see this almighty El Shaddai, powerful God who created the heavens and the earth. Yes, he is all powerful, but he is also personal to you and I. The writer in Psalms says it this way, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. And he's recognizing you created all this, but Lord, you're, you care for us. My picture is on your refrigerator, amen? Think about that, you go to someone's house, you find out who's more important, right? The picture's on the refrigerator. I believe God has this massive refrigerator in heaven and every one of your pictures are on there. I believe that's how personal our God is, amen? And now Jesus even does it in a greater way. He says, I'm gonna teach you how to pray. And he doesn't say God Almighty. He says, pray to your Father. What do you think God is trying to get through to you and I? Not only he is an almighty, all-powerful God, he is a personal God that wants you to call him Abba, Father. There's an intimacy, there's a relationship a father has to a son, a father has to a daughter. He wants to have that relationship with you. He doesn't wanna just be almighty God up in heaven you need to know he wants to be personal and he cares for you and he knows every hair on your head. He knows every sparrow that falls to the ground. We serve a personal God. Man, I love that he can be almighty and all powerful and yet be a father who cares and loves me. I love it that he has both, all the power, but personal. What a perfect blend, amen? I mean, it's just the way God is and Jesus describes him and says, pray this way. When you pray, say, Father. Man, does that just touch you? The God that created all this says, call me Father? I don't know, man. That's what separates Christianity from every other religion. It's about a personal, intimate relationship with an almighty, all-powerful, all-creative God. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed, be your name, which means holy, which means set apart. 
And then it says, your kingdom come. Amen. How many know God's kingdom is coming? Because he is almighty and all powerful. Yeah. So he's powerful enough to create worlds, galaxies, but thoughtful and detailed enough to knit us together in our mother's womb, according to Psalms 139. Amen. There are three things, though, the Almighty means for us personally. I'm only going to cover two of them today. The third one's in your Bible app. You can get it if you download our app. The two I want to talk about is, number one, there's because what it means for us personally, power to fulfill his promises. God has made certain promises that we can hold on to and claim for our lives. God has made some promises to some of you today. There's been things in your life times of prayer where you felt the Lord say something to you and it hasn't happened yet. And you're wondering, is it gonna happen? There's been a delay, there's been some doubts, there's been some things, it doesn't seem like it's ever gonna happen. But I wanna remind you of something, the same thing he reminded Abraham of. Many of you know the story of Abraham, at 75 years old, him and his wife, they have no kids. God says, you're gonna have a child and Sarah kind of laughed, and Abraham said, okay. And, and at 75, God made a promise. So fast forward 24 years, now he's 99 years old. Sarah's womb is still barren, and God shows up to remind Abraham of something. Look what he reminds him of, because I think he's going to remind you, some of you, the same thing. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. He's reminding them, hey, I'm El Shaddai. I'm reminding you that the promise I made to you, I have power to fulfill. It doesn't matter how old you are, Abraham, it's gonna happen. I wonder if God is possibly reminding some of you today as he's reminding me, he is God Almighty. He is El Shaddai. Come on, folks, he's El Shaddai in your life. He says, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Come on, tell someone next to you on every campus, he is God Almighty El Shaddai. Tell them, you need to be reminded of it. God's not done. Matthew 19, 26, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. Right now, some of you are thinking of some impossible situations. It seems impossible, the healing you need, the son or daughter that needs to come to Christ the marriage, the finances. But Jesus says this, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You know what? Believe bigger today. Well, I don't know, Craig. It hasn't happened yet. Believe bigger today. We need to believe bigger today. We need to not look at what is in the natural happening. We need to know that we serve an almighty God that can change things in an instant. He can do those things. Jeremiah 32, 17 says, O sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your what? Great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. So let me ask you a question. What is too hard for you? Think of one thing that's too hard for you. Here's the answer I'll give you, not for God. It's not too hard for God. It may be too hard for you and I even to imagine, but it's never too hard for God. I hope we start believing bigger. The second thing that Almighty should mean for us personally, it's delegated power.
power to us. So God gave power to Jesus, and when Jesus left the earth, who did he give the power to? You and I. It's very clear. He says, when I go to heaven, I'm not leaving you as an orphan. Wait, because I'm sending you someone. He's called the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit represents the power of God. That we are not alone. We are not powerless. We are not orphans. We don't just try to make it in this earth in our own strength or power. The Bible tells us in, in 2 Peter, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Everything you need to live for God, he gives you. You don't have to struggle in it. You don't have to work. God gives you power to live the life he's called you to live. God gives you power to fulfill the purpose he's called you to. It's not in our own strength or own power. It's in his power. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. I love that. Delegated power. Acts 1.8. Jesus said, hey, I'm going away, but listen, when I go, you have to wait on somebody. Before you start doing anything for me, you need to wait because I'm going to give you power. In Acts 1.8, he says this, but you receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. Oh, I'm not very good at witnessing, Craig. I'm glad you can talk. I, I, can't, I can't do that. I'm, my, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of shy or I, I don't want people to, to laugh at me. Listen, you have no idea how when you allow the power of God to use you, how he can use you. And it's not based on your ability. I, uh, some of you know this story. I, I'm, I'm barely saved. I'm 19 years old. I, I have found Jesus, and I just knew it was real, and I was excited about it. I didn't know John 3:16 from Job. I thought Job was about looking for jobs. I had no idea much about the Bible. But I knew this. God had touched my life, and I wanted to tell others. I wanted to tell others. And I remember uh, my friends and I said, hey, let's go down to Clearwater Beach and, and there's a bunch of kids used to hang out there. I mean, like hundreds and hundreds of kids, a big party place. And we went down there all fired up. And we're going we're gonna to tell people about Jesus. But we get there and we get a little intimidated because it's, it's kind of craziness. It's a crazy crowd. And, and we have these little booklets called the Four Spiritual Laws. And, and we're walking and praying and nothing's happening because we're not doing anything. But we finally stood still and, and we felt the Lord just saying, those four guys right over there. And I said, why are those four? They look like the meanest, biggest. They look like, like a motorcycle gang. And I'm like, how about those four cute girls over there? And we didn't do anything. We froze. But you know what? Because we made ourselves available, the power of God showed up. These four guys come up to us. They start walking towards us. I'm getting really nervous. And again, I'm new in my faith in Christ. And, and they said, hey, you want to buy some drugs? And I said some stupid line like, no, I get high on Jesus. And they looked at us, and they said, tell us about it. And the power of God fell. I'm telling you, man, folks, I, I, I got so nervous. Listen, listen, here's what happened. I, I, I said, uh, okay, and I opened up the four spiritual laws, and law number one, God loves you and has a plan for your life. And, and I could just sense the power of God just touching these men, and it was all over us. I can't explain it, but it was there. And, and then the second law was, but you've sinned and you're separated from God. After I shared the second law, I hear <laughs> sniffling. All these long-haired, bearded, motorcycle guys are crying. 
And I'm like, what's going on? They said to me, wait a minute, uh, uh, what do we do? What do we do? I said, I don't know, I haven't got to step four yet. <laughs> the point I'm making, God is looking for availability. If we would just put ourselves out there and say, God, use me, I'm telling you, God, through your availability, the power of God can show up. Oh, and listen, not every time. It didn't happen every time, but it happened that time. And by the fourth law we read, we prayed. These four men gave their lives to Jesus. I mean, it was a real, uh, it was a, it was a real situation. They, they, they came to where I worked in Tampa the next day to pick up their four Bibles. I get a letter from them several months later. Man, that God, I mean, the Holy Spirit stuck with them. It was this amazing, amazing story of just saying, God, I'm, I'm available. Delegated power. And in, the, in the Ephesians says, and his incomparable great power for us who believe, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. You mean the same power that raised Jesus from the dead I have access to? Listen, nothing's too hard for God. There's nothing God can't call you to do. He won't give you the power to do. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is invoked and not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. We see the delegated power of God in many situations. Some of us, we get all excited when we read David and Goliath, but we miss part of it. David didn't kill Goliath because he was great with a slingshot. He killed Goliath because he believed in an almighty El Shaddai God. Because when you read the story, he's looking going, why are you guys scared of this guy? He had the right perspective on who his God was. And because of that, he did great exploits. Read with me, it's, it's, in, it's in 1 Samuel. David said to the Philistine, you, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin. Man, my battle isn't like your battle. I come against you in the name of the Lord. Come on, everyone say it, almighty. That's who I come against you with. Not my own ingenuity. I'm really good with the slingshot. Almighty God is on my side. He's called me for this time and this situation. And when David stepped on the battlefield, that's where the power of God met him on the battlefield. Some of us never sense the power of God. We never step in the battlefield. We're playing it safe. Whereas God is in the middle of the battlefield. And it goes on. And he says this, I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. This day, the Lord will deliver you. The Lord, not me. The Lord's gonna deliver you. And here's the bottom motive and reason that we all need to have. It's not about your glory. It's not about people go, wow, you're amazing. It's not about the stadium. Oh, wow, look at Grace Family. It's when the power of God shows up and 3,000 people get saved. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And it says the whole, he says this later, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel because a little short teenage boy killed a giant and everyone will know it was God and only God that could do that. God wants to get the glory of great exploits when the odds are always against you, but they're never against you when you have the power of God. I'm saying all of this. He goes on and says, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you, all of you, into our hands. The battle is God's, folks. 
We just need to believe bigger. We need to believe in a big God, an almighty God who still wants to do mighty things in you and through you. Ephesians 6.10 says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Don't be strong in you, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Isaiah 40, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. God never gets tired. Here's what he does say. He gives strength to the weary. Some of you are weary right now. You've just been beat up by life. You've just been beat up by life and you're trying to do it in your own power, your own strength. And God has something for you that you don't have. He says he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. You're weak. We have an almighty El Shaddai God that can increase your power, a power that you don't have. To overcome what you can't overcome. What you've tried to overcome in your life, you stumbled over and over again. The power of God has the power to deliver you, to set you free, to give you a new start. Even youth grow tired and weary. My grandchildren don't, but I guess they do. But even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's the promise of God for those who are weary and weak. God can empower you. God can strengthen you. God can give you hope again, I'm telling you. So what do we do with this? Great message, see you later. No, you take this home and you put it somewhere with the hardest thing you think that you can't do that only God can do. Is it an addiction? Is it a healing? Is it the salvation of a loved one? Is it a marriage? Is it a prodigal son or daughter? And you write that down. Mine says, my brother Tim and my brother-in-law Matt, far from God. It seems impossible, doesn't it, for some of your family members? Like, they will never get it. We have an almighty God that can touch them in a moment. Keep believing, keep praying, believe bigger for your family, your, whatever it is, but write it down. I have down here 3,000 saved at Easter. Whatever you're, write it down and put it somewhere where you can look at every day. Maybe it's your miracle, you just like looking at yourself. Maybe it's your refrigerator, that's where I put it, I like eating. Put it somewhere where every day you're gonna see these words, believe bigger. Nothing's too hard for our God. With God's power, there's nothing impossible. No addiction, no sickness, nothing. In a moment, we're gonna have a time to pray. After this song, our campus pastor is gonna come up, but we're not praying little prayers, we're praying big prayers. And some of you need big prayers. Some of you have big issues, and we believe there's a big God can start the process of bringing his power and healing and deliver, whatever it is, we know God can do it. So no puny prayers allowed today on this altar. Let's pray some big prayers. I just wrote in my notes, you gotta swing the bat. 
but I, I might miss, but you might hit a home run. You know what some of you are thinking, I know, because I've been there. Yeah, Craig, I used to believe in a big God. I prayed and prayed and prayed, it didn't happen. I lost this or this happened or this person died. It disappointed me. Why should I pray a big prayer? I used to, I had the same feeling. I prayed a big prayer for my mom one time who had stage four liver cancer and died in the middle of my big prayers. Now she did find Jesus, which was the biggest answer to prayer. But I remember after that for a year or two wondering, God, you're a big God. What? And I remember holding back from praying, from preaching this kind of message, because I didn't want to set people up for false hope. You know what God told me? You don't need to defend me. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Don't be defending me. And I, what do you mean? I want you to start praying big prayers. And when someone needs prayer, you just pray for them. It's up to God's power. It's up to God to do. I'm just going to pray for them. I'm going to believe bigger. Because you know what, I, I, I can't go back to, well, that was disappointing and, and I'm never gonna step out again. It's time to step out again. It's time to believe bigger again. It's time to get past your disappointment and realize he should, he's still El Shaddai. He's still a mighty God. Don't shrink back, press forward. Swing the bat, believe bigger. Everyone on every campus, come on, stand with me. We're just gonna sing this song and as we do, whatever you need, if you need to write it down or take it home, but our prayer team is gonna be coming to the front in a moment on every campus. If you need prayer, we're gonna pray for you, whatever it's healing for your body or some miracle you need in your marriage or your finances, we believe there's a big God and we would love to pray with you. But even more than that, I would love you to go home and say, for now on, I'm gonna believe in El Shaddai an almighty God. Amen. You guys ready to believe? Hold up your card. Come on, you ready to believe? Get that card, hold it up. We're going to sing this song and let's believe and declare who our God is. Thank you for listening to the Grace Family Church podcast. For more info, check out gfcflorida.com or connect with us by texting the word CONNECT to 81313. We look forward to meeting you at one of our locations soon.